With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Mavs Outside Podcast. I'm one half of your host as always, Reese Williams, Maurice Williams, aka Monty. Please join as always by my brother in arms, Mr. Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, Bibbs Corner Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not in a good mood. I'm kind of annoyed right now. I'm going to get over it. What's wrong? What's wrong? Um, Well, the Dallas Mavericks had a chance to go up 3-1 where they had a chance to close the the series out against the Utah Jazz at home, but they choked away a very winnable game. Uh, Did you happen to see it? Uh, I did watch the game. Um, I feel fine. I don't know. You feel fine? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm chilling. Cool. All right. I mean, that's 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 commendable. I had a conversation uh, with my brother. He he brought me down off the ledge. Well, I don't have one of those, so um, I'm still on that motherfucker. Um, yeah, I guess my temperament is just different. Uh, when I see things that <sighs> really shouldn't be happening, um, it pisses me off. When there's when there's clear things, you know, I don't want to blame just one person for an entire loss to a game. I don't want to, and I'm not going to do that. But when I see things that clearly contribute to a loss and not even in hindsight, like when you see it happen in real time, you know, for a fact, this is going to result in us losing this game. What might those things be? Explain, please. For example, um, early on in the game, you know, uh, I, I noticed it very early. The Mavs offense looked much different than it did the last three games. And you might say, well, Luca's back. Yeah. But as great as Coach Kidd has been, I didn't expect them to just go back to Luca dribble for 15 to 16 seconds and see what happens. 
after as good as this offense has been. And and obviously, you know, as good as the offense has been, it's been mainly because the Mavs were knocking down their shots, which in the beginning, you know, in the first half, there was clearly a lid on the basket. Like, they weren't hitting their shots. That's, I'm okay with that. That's going to happen. You know, the shots started falling in the second half more than it was in the first half. It fixed itself. But the heliocentric shit, not moving the goddamn ball, Luka coming up court dribbling for 15 seconds. JB, JB, I mean, he's still, I don't know what the box score was, but I know he had over 20. He finished with 23. Yeah, he had over 20. Seven still got 18. his buckets. But a lot of those buckets came from what I saw when Luka wasn't on the court. The ones he made. <laughs> the ones he made, yes. Uh, I, I feel like I, I was expecting, I don't know, maybe I'm naive for expecting this. Luka's back. They said his minutes were going to be limited. Jalen Brunson has played so well. This offense has played so well, moving the ball, everybody getting their touches. I know the idea is, well, you know, get a ball to Luka. They're going to collapse on Luka, and it'll create opportunities for others. But when he's sitting there taking fucking step-back threes all goddamn game, there's no creating for anybody else. You don't have to collapse on that at all. There's no reason to double-team. When the ball's not moving and there's three, four seconds left on the clock and he doesn't have a shot and he kicks it to somebody for a goddamn grenade shot or make Jalen Brunson create some kind of offense in four seconds, that, that that's bad offense. We, we saw Jalen Brunson cook these dudes in the mid-range to close-range area. We, area. we even seen it this game. Why not go back and forth between the two? That's more deadly than one dude just dribbling the goddamn ball. Third and fourth quarter. Coming up court, we'll get a fantastic stop on offense, or we'll catch a lucky break on on, I mean, on defense, and we'll catch a lucky break on the other end, and they'll miss. We come up court, this dude dribbles, the, and you see it coming every single goddamn time. I'm calling it. I'm saying he's about to shoot that shot. I can sense it. He's dribbling at the top of the key with Bojan or Rudy on him. Hits a step back three, doesn't even try to create anything, and it pisses me off because we've seen this game evidence when he attacks the basket is successful 80% of the time 80% of the time is successful he's either getting a basket or getting a foul you're not going to make everything cool but for the most part he he was even in the mid-range area with the fadeaways he was making it so why when the game is close we're lucky to be back in this because we're making our shots in the fourth quarter no less we're resulting to step back threes that you've only hit about two of this game. Sure, he made one in the clutch. Fantastic. He does that from time to time. I get it. But the ones early on that were not needed pissed me off so much and it put us it it helped put us in this position. Now, sure, there were a lot of BS calls. Like Rudy Gobert throwing his shoulder into Luca's jaw and they still call a jump ball. You literally go back and look at it. And it's called the jump ball. I, I, I don't understand that. A, a lot of ticky-tack fouls after this entire series, they were basically letting dudes play. I don't know what changed this game. I, I don't know what changed their minds this game. Dwight Powell missing two free throws. People are not going to like this opinion. And if they don't, I completely understand because, you know, th there's pros and cons on both ends. Maxi Kleber fouled out. The offense was running much better when Rudy Gobert had to defend a shooter on the perimeter. 
Dwight Powell is not that. We understand that. The only thing Dwight Powell is giving you on offense for the most part is a goddamn lob threat. You're not throwing the lob to Dwight Powell much because Rudy Gobert is on him. He damn near didn't get that lob in the fourth quarter, that last one he had, because Rudy contested it so well. Maxi Kleeb is not in the game. I was of the mindset. Take Dwight out and put Davis Bertans in because at the end of the day, neither of those motherfuckers can hold Rudy Gobert. And if they're not going to give us much on defense for the most part because Dwight was just fouling him, Davis Bertans can do that. At least on offense, he's effective. Dwight Powell was not effective on offense. It basically, he, Dwight Powell being on the floor in the fourth quarter bailed the Utah Jazz out, in my opinion. If someone does not agree with that, I understand. Like I said, having Davis Bertans on the floor can be very risky. But at least there's a goddamn shooter on the floor that you have to respect. It opens up the floor for Luka if he decides to drive the damn paint instead of shooting step-back threes. That last play, I'm not sure what the idea was for, for that last play. We, we had time left. Granted, we, we didn't get the ball at half court. We had to dribble it up. They were very slow with dribbling the ball up, maybe because it was the full court pressure. I don't know. That was sloppy. You got to expect Luka to get double teamed. And for some reason, the way that play panned out, they act like they didn't expect for one of the best scorers in the league to not get double teamed. I was of the mindset, you know, Spencer took that shot. I felt like he had time to get DFS the ball in the corner if it was a swing pass. Not a pass to then with he paused, then pass. Just boom, swing straight to the corner. I saw the homie Kenny say, no, nah, he didn't really have time. You know, it takes a second to get into the motion of a three-point shot. It's probably true, but he would have got a better look than Spencer Dinwiddie did over Rudy Gobert, even if it was just a quick chuck up. Also, Luka's being double-teamed on the perimeter. Why is everyone camped out on the three-point line when there's a dude literally... Rudy Gobert defending two dudes in the corner. We're down by one point. Why was the idea not for anyone to have the instinct to cut to the goddamn basket and make him choose? I feel like we wasted all the time we had left on that final possession just to get up a BS shot. So, yes, I am pissed off about this loss. Am I pissed... No, this doesn't mean we're going to lose the series. But when you choke a game, not I'm not even going to say choke. When you give a game away like this, it, it, when I say choke, I'm not going to say choke because the Mavs were never really in a position like, oh, man, they got this. It, it was a fight for all. It was a fight all game. But we bailed them out. I'm not going to give them a pass because, oh, well, it's 2-2. We're going back home. We can still win. No, fuck that. You don't know that. If we lose this series, y'all are going to look back on this game and say that was the turning point. Honestly. And, and when I was talking on the timeline about Luka taking all these step backs, people are saying, oh, well, he, he's coming back from a calf strain. Oh, well, you're acting like he didn't just come. Miss me with that BS, bro. I'm not trying to hit. 
The dude looks healthy when he's out there playing. He's putting up buckets. Don't tell me he's taking step backs and not attacking the goddamn paint because of a calf strain. Ah, this, this game just frustrated me. NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same gay parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, so first of all, Brunson early in the game, uh, or just early in the game in general, uh, there was a lot of forcing it to Luca. Uh, whether it was post-ups, whether it was trying to get him switched on to people, like there was a lot of forcing the ball to Luca early. And it was like, it's one of those things that people worry about with having a player enter a series after everybody's got a rhythm going of, they got this new piece, this huge piece, and they didn't know how to play with them for initially, like early in the game. That's, that's what I was feeling. Like they were like, Luca's here. We have to use them. And it was, it was forced. It wasn't natural uh, early in the game. So that was annoying. Uh, with that said, Shot distribution, Luca got 21 shots, Brunson got 18. So I, I I can't say Brunson was frozen out in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he missed a lot of wide-open shots. Uh, I did think he got more comfortable. Uh, I can't remember if it was the second quarter or the third quarter, but he got more comfortable at one point. It was literally like right after I tweeted that Brunson needed to be – it was a halftime, I think – that Brunson needed to be more aggressive. Um looking for a shot and I made the comparison to CJ McCollum. I actually had this conversation with my dad prior to the game of, you know, when Dame and CJ were together, when CJ had the ball, he didn't look for permission to go get his shot. Uh, If he had the ball, if he thought he could get to his spot, he could get to his look, then he went for it. He didn't give a damn that Dame was on the court. And that's the mentality that Brunson has to have when Luca's on the court, which he did not have early in the game for whatever reason that that Brunson that we got in the previous two games was completely gone at that point. Uh, now, again, he did turn it back on at some point during this game, which I was glad to see, but it wasn't there early in the game. It was not there. Um, and I was concerned gen- genuinely uh, when, when I didn't see that. Uh, with that said, uh, let's see, what else did you say that I wanted to hit Bertans? So, I think we got into another one of those tricky situations where our lack of depth with the big man situation put us in a bad situation. There was no right answer, to be honest. Um, 
previous game, I believe Maxie was in foul trouble and we had to have Bertans out there in that situation and they cooked him. So then tonight, Maxie's fouled out and Dwight is in there and Dwight wasn't very effective. I can't sit here and pretend that Bertans was going to be more effective personally. I just have to eat that as an L. Uh, that we knew that dealing with Rudy Gobert, dealing with Whiteside, dealing with anything at the rim was our biggest weakness. And the Jazz tonight finally exploited that to with great results. Uh, Rudy Gobert shot 18 free throws. Again, before the series, I talked about it. If they want to control us, they literally just have to attack the paint whether that's giving it to Rudy or just putting Rudy in the action and then having somebody go to the rim. Everything they shot that was a quality shot that came off the rim soft, Rudy was gobbling it up off the rim. Pause. It uh, Whiteside even got an offensive rebound and put back. If they want to control us, it's right there for them. That's how they can do it. They did it a lot tonight. Um, a lot of chit-chat about Rudy Gobert, but he was in full control of this game when it comes down to it on both sides without having to do barely anything but be himself. Um, Donovan was high early. Clarkson was high late. They did enough to get it done. Bojan, fucking Bojan clamped down a bitch. I don't know where that came from. He was on clamp God mode the entire night. I ain't never, ever seen him act like this before. And they were just letting him play uh, bump and run coverage the whole night. He was all over people, grabbing, pushing. He got five fouls, but he <laughs> if they were calling fouls like they were on Maxi Cleaver, he should have been fouled out. But that's okay. I'm not going to sit here and make the excuse that the refs losses the game. I saw a lot of that on the timeline. Fuck all that. It's the playoffs. You got to play through that. If you're uh, the, the underdog, if you're the, in this situation where the road team, the crowd's into it, the refs are not immune to that. And you have to expect to get some bad calls and you have to play through that. Uh, I felt like the team did. I felt like they turned it around, especially in the third quarter. And, you know, we ended up in a situation where Dwight Powell was on the free throw line with our lives on the line and he bricked him. He, he's not used to <laughs> being in that situation. I, I can't, my expectations of Dwight Powell are extremely low. Uh, I don't expect Dwight Powell to go to, uh, salt the game away at the free throw line that's just not what I expect to see his stats tonight are probably almost equal to his entire uh, contributions in those first three games 11 points and seven boards tonight I'm not going back through the box scores I know he was completely invisible when Luka Doncic wasn't there that changed um, going back to the Luka double teams near the end of the game I felt like the Mavs weren't prepared for that and I don't know who you put that on um, but like you said, there, there wasn't enough counters for that play and we, we should have seen it coming. Uh, it, it was too effective for my liking personally. And, uh, I look to see us adjust to that going forward. The last play again, they had already shown us the double team. So we should have had a counter ready and it didn't appear. We did. There was almost no good looks available in that situation, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie was online, but I saw in, in his shot, he did slightly adjust it up higher than normal at the last second because of Gobert's length, and it is what it is. Um, 
at the end of the day, when it comes to me and how I feel about this game, I have to look at the things that still have not occurred in this series. First of all, Bullock and Finney Smith, 11 each. Neither one of them has had a game this series so far where they've performed above what they were supposed to do. Now they're being asked to do a lot on the defensive end and perhaps that's why, but the fact that neither one of them has gotten loose really offensively yet, I take that as a, a promising sign that that's still something that could happen later. Um, the bench tonight, that's Dinwiddie, Maxi, Green, and Bertans. Those guys were three for 15 from three. Bertans himself was 0 for 2. Uh, he did make a free throw. But those guys were 3 for 15 from 3. To put that in perspective, in the prior game, our bench, which did not include Dinwiddie, um, and I can do it with and without Dinwiddie. Without Dinwiddie, our, our bench last game, which was Maxi, Josh Green, and Bertans, was 11 for 17 from 3. So contrast that, 3 for 15 versus 11 for 17. That's a little bit of a difference. It's a little bit of a difference. And that has absolutely nothing to do with Luka Doncic being back. These guys were breaking wide open shots. Um, what else? Dinwiddie. God damn. Dinwiddie had a, an atrocious game. Finished with five points on two for nine, one for five from three. And as was mentioned, Eh, it might not have really been mentioned. We were not putting enough pressure on the rim. All of a sudden, the things that were working previously suddenly were not available to us. I, we were not attacking the basket enough. For my opinion, we were not getting inside enough. We were not making them work on defense. I, it, it almost felt like because we had gotten so used to them being swinging gates on defense in the prior th three games, that the fact that they actually put effort in on defense threw us off. Like, Donovan Mitchell getting into his stance. I actually saw him clap at one point getting into his stance. Like, oh, shit, Donovan Mitchell playing defense. Now, all right. And we just looked like we didn't know what to do. Like, we've been picking on this kid, taking his lunch money every day, and now all of a sudden he didn't show up brolic on us, and we don't know how to respond. Um, All of that said, this was a house money game. We lost by one point. Um, we said it coming in that we were cool with Luca losing. I mean, missing three games as long as we stole one. We did that. Um, gave us breathing room. We lost. The series is even. It's a best of three series. It's a best of three series. Both te both teams are in the same position. You got to win two games. Mavs have the opportunity if it goes to seven to win at home or they get the next one at home, they can go close it out in Utah. But either way, it is what it is. It's a reset. I felt like Luca was not uh, – he didn't look comfortable with the leg early on in the game. He looked a little bit more comfortable in the middle, and then he didn't look – I don't know if he was tired or didn't look comfortable late, but he was settling a lot. Half his shots were three-pointers. That can't be That can't be the case. Uh, I don't give a damn if Gobert's on the court. That I, he can't half his shots can't be three pointers. I, I need I need that to be resolved. But there was a lot that went wrong for us. A lot that went right for Utah, and we lost by one point. Um, I can live with that. I think there's a lot to be 
to feel good about personally. I think there's a lot that uh, it's, I mean, I trust the coaching staff to make the proper adjustments. There were some things that got exploited in this game that they're going to have to make adjustments to. There were some things we didn't appear to be ready for that they're going to have to make adjustments to. So I personally, I have no reason to doubt them at this point. And again, like we've been saying, I'm not going to wait till adversity hits to change my tune. Like we've been saying, if we lose this series, then we deserve every piece of slander that we get. It is what it is. It's just very frustrating. Uh, but it is what it is. We move on, you know. Uh, game five is uh is on Monday. It's at home. Hopefully, I, I I'm I'm so serious. Hopefully, we are not seeing the same Luka Doncic offense bullshit. Like Jason Kidd has to find a way to fit Luka back into the offense that was winning us two out of the first three games. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that simple either. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying you can't come out and just do this all game. Granted, we only lost by a point. I get that. Or at least if you're going to do this, get in his ass and tell him to take better shots, be more effective. Like during the game. Because I feel like that's not what was happening. Somebody got to say something to him. And also, I'm not blaming this whole game on Luka either. Because that, that's not the case. Like, outside of the step backs, he played very well. I just, it's little mistakes like that can cost you a game. And you don't want to give a team like this momentum. Momentum, I'm telling you. Shit can get ugly. That's all I'm saying. I haven't really got much else to say. I, I I really don't either. I don't know. I mean, I know we ain't been on here for 15 minutes. So do we talk about something else? The Northman. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. So the Northman, I saw it last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw it this afternoon. I did. Um, I put a tweet out. I said for me, it was a 10 out of 10. 
um, the first movie I gave a 10 out of 10 to this year so far. And so far this year I have seen 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 movies. Seen 10 movies in theaters. I gave this a 10 out of 10. It, it was fantastic to me. Um, I also love period pieces like this, like, you know, Viking times, North, Norse mythology, things like that. And I feel like I figured this, that was uh, a factor for you. I think this was like the most accurate depiction I've probably ever seen in film mm. uh, of this. It's they didn't try to glamorize it. You know, this it, it was real. It was down dirty. It was vile. The characters were unlikable because Vikings are horrible people. <laughs> like, regardless, protagonists or antagonists, like none of them are good people. Uh, but um, you saw it the latest so uh i want to get your take on it since yours is more fresh than mine i mean it ain't that much fresher but yeah the uh <laughs> the um yeah i think like you said the depictions were were realistic um i think they usually try to glam it up yeah and not keep it as raw and savage as it was um so i appreciated that they did that personally um willem defoe man nice small role but <laughs> you always know he's gonna perform when he shows up the man don't play around uh oh my great God, performance people pissing me off bro uh -oh. i'm sorry i'm <laughs> great. so sorry like what, what people these fucking mavs fans bro oh yeah i'm, I'm about to dick stay suckers. off the white the white blue free throws and Jalen blew a wide open layup but yeah a lot to do with luca yo oh god I really want to call this dude out, but I'm not going to do it. And I want to reply with something, but I'm going to just ignore it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm doing my best personally to to not go off on somebody. Uh, jazz fans feeling good, too. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the, the acting all the way around was awesome. Um, where have I seen Ethan Hawke recently? Oh, fucking... Um, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah, I was like, man, where, where have I been seeing Ethan Hawke lately? Because his face was getting on my nerves. Boy, range been crazy. Yeah, so he's he's been a busy man. Anya Taylor Joy, that girl's special, man. She, she man, you talk about range. She really been showing she can do. She really a not lot. playing games with nobody. She been every ethnicity except <laughs> her actual ethnicity so far. Wait, what is her actual ethnicity? She's Hispanic. What? Exactly. No way. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> that girl was the most Caucasian of Caucasian I've never seen in my life. Ain't no way you're telling me that girl is Hispanic. Anya Taylor Joy. Nah, no way. I'm going to read it right now. Anya was born in Miami, the youngest of six children. Her father is Scottish, who was born in South America. And her mother is Spanish, English, who was born in Zambia and Africa. Okay, so she's not 100% Hispanic. That makes sense. Anya lived her childhood between Argentina and England. Okay. I'm looking at his bitch back. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm looking at her background, and now it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> she got everything at her. She's yeah. been everywhere. Like, all right, this, this makes a lot of sense now. But I she ain't gonna lie. I saw her in Split, and I was like, damn, this girl, you know, she, she kind of fine. She got the... I ain't looking at her like that. The, 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 the titties is tittying. Really? Man. Can you hear that? Yeah, they racing out there. They got nah, yeah. man. It's Baltimore. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So, 
I saw her in Split, and I was like, wasn't she know, a minor back then? You did play it, like. No, she wasn't no minor back. I don't think. I hope not. How old was she in 2016? Oh, all right, she would have been 20. All right. You okay. Good. Oof. Thank God. <laughs> right, this out the goddamn episode. Um, yeah, I was. I was prepared. I was like, damn, she she kind of cute. The titties is titty, and now I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that because that's gonna sound like body shaming. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Body shaming. I don't want to catch no strays, man. I don't want to catch no cases. I don't want. I don't want the people on my ass talking about. Oh, you talk about her, but man, I don't even know. I I don't think that's shaming, but um, uh, <clears throat> that what I was out. about to say. I mean, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she did her thing as per usual. Um, she pretty much must watch anytime she's in a movie. Uh, I, I, I trust it at this point. Um, <sighs> overall, I liked it. The story, and I was hesitant to say this in a like non-spoiler type situation, but um, I liked that it didn't go the way it looked like it was gonna go. Like it wasn't perfectly laid out. Like, oh, this is gonna happen and then that's gonna happen. Like it didn't it wasn't clean. It wasn't predictable okay. in that sense. Okay. Um, it kept me on my toes, which is one of my factors for for liking a movie. So it kept me on my toes, it kept me guessing, it kept me thinking, like, what's gonna happen next? So I appreciated that. Um I enjoyed it, but I I, I definitely I don't think I'm giving it like the full like five out of five personally. Um, I but yeah, I, it was a good movie. I had fun with it. I had fun with it. Uh, do you plan on doing an actual review for it? Because I was going to ask what you would give it, but I don't want you to give it away if you plan on doing one on your podcast. I'm not sure. I feel like I need a break halfway, but at the same time, I need to put something out. Right. So I don't know if you were trying to get in on that. I don't mind. Um, um, I don't know what my schedule is going to look like because I may be, like, I know I have to go down to job Monday to fill out, like, tax forms and shit. I don't if know I do it, it'll be tomorrow. Time. But yeah, if I do it, it has probably has to be tomorrow. tomorrow. All right, so yeah, if I do it, I'll do it solo. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna bother Tyler because I think he has to like drive to the studio to to do it himself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I do it, I'll do it tomorrow. I might watch something now. I might watch um, what's that other movie? The Nick Cage movie. Yeah, I might watch that tomorrow. I actually saw that today. I might talk about both. That way, I can knock them out. Yeah, I saw that today. That did, was. Man, did you enjoy? I really did. Okay. I did. It was for what it for what it was like, taking it for what it is. It's yeah, it's funny. It was funny to me. It got some laughs out of me. Okay, all right. And that's and that's the main thing for me. When you go into a movie, you have to look at it for what it is. I hate when people review like a comedy or something seriously. Yeah, like you would a uh, like a drama. Like oh, this yeah. wasn't realistic. Like were you there to laugh or were you there to see some realistic shit? Like, yeah, what, what are like you granted, comedies can be bad, but it's like. Right. Don't review a comedy the same way you would review an uh, an artsy film. Like, exactly. Like even with my ratings, like and and, I, and people annoy me because I put that list out yesterday and people somebody said uh, like my bro, my brother, he was like Sonic seven out of ten. Ouch! I said yo, seven out of ten is good. What you talking about? He was like, <laughs> it was a ten out of ten for me. I figured for nostalgia, you would have gave it a ten out of ten. I'm like, bro, I'm not no. Like, <laughs> somebody said Scream should have been a 10 out of 10 and it's like okay for instance I haven't even I need to catch up on my ratings actually I'm way behind um, for unbearable weight of massive talent mm-hmm. I gave it an 8 out of 10 okay 
Death on the Nile got eight out of ten. They're okay. not the same movie. They're they're like they're viewed differently. Interesting. Sonic two got a seven out of ten. But everything, you're not comparing it to that movie. Right. right. To everything movies, everywhere all at once, I gave a seven out of ten. Interesting. It's that's the the way differently. Right, 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 so right, like, right, right. Yeah. I don't yeah, I, I I have to do mine that way as well. Like people get confused. Like, what was some, what movie was it? Good Boys. I think I gave a Good Boys. Good Boys a five out of five. Right. Um, and it's not a serious movie at all. It was, all. Fuck, it was hilarious. Like it was absolutely nonstop laughs. And you know, another movie that was more serious, I might have gave a four and a half out of five. That was of quality, like it was up to that quality. It was just one little thing that it didn't do that I needed it to do. Um, that's how I graded. I graded on my expectation, not expectations necessarily, but what it was supposed to accomplish and how close it got to accomplishing it for me. Um, on an entertainment, then in an entertainment, on an entertainment level and on a story level. So, right. um yeah, I, I personally, I, I think that people get caught up in grading movies against each other. And that's why I don't have like a top 25. Like somebody asked me the other day if I wanted to come on their pod and do like a top 25 movie. It's like, I can't say I've ever sat down to do a list like that. No, nah, like with me at the end of the year, I don't do like, like last year, I didn't do my, my top 25, like ranked in order. I just did, these are the five, my five favorite out of all the movies I've seen. Like, yeah pandemic messed me up with that because i have i'm still making my list i just haven't like put them out the way i've wanted to but i'm gonna do it right this year yeah uh but yeah i've already seen a lot of movies so far i've seen 10 uh saw the 10th one today obviously dr strange is coming out um i'm still debating if i want to try morbius something's coming out next week really is it mercenary i can't read that from here uh i'm gonna check my amc Something's coming out next week. I put it on the calendar. It's full. If I put it on my calendar, it means it was there was a reason for me to think it would be significant. But I, I can't think of what it is at this moment. I know it's a good Hulu show coming out next week. Um, the only thing I see coming out next week... Under the Something of Heaven. Um, where is it at? I think, is it Memory? Might be memory, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's the only thing I see coming out next week. I was going to think about saying that, but I'm like, bro, we've seen this movie five times already. Like, I like a good mystery thriller. It's the same goddamn Liam Neeson movie he's been releasing since Taken. Like, I literally saw a movie he was in last year that was probably similar to this. Like, him. I don't just... know. I don't know if I've ever seen this. I'm reading the description now. Looks like he was hired to kill somebody, but refuses to and decides to kill the people that hired him instead. It's a goddamn Liam Neeson movie with him and a gun shooting motherfuckers. You've seen it. <laughs> what is the action movie exactly? Like that's that's what that's what they do. We just had this conversation. Come on, man. Come on. Let's not act like Liam Neeson ain't been playing the same goddamn role since Taken got popular. It's the crazy. I thought he was supposed to be retired. He was supposed to be retired, but then he was like, you know what? Money's nice. Here's an idea. Make a movie out of the dude that you threatened to beat with the crowbar when you asked, was he black? You know what? Is that why we're not supporting Liam Neeson? I didn't say that. I went to see his movie last year. All right. (laughs) 
Um, why why are we still here? I don't know. Close it out. Yeah, why not? I got lasagna in the oven. Um, yeah, we uh, we about that's only gonna be about forty minutes. We we about on the same track. Yeah, that we've been on. Yeah, uh, with a lot of movie talking in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to think, what have I been watching? Better call Saul's back. How you feel about Moon Knight so far? Moon Knight, I'm enjoying the ride. Um, I think me and Optimus Bibbs have a better split personality going, but you know, I think uh, what's that boy named Oscar? So that's it for the mind for the. I was about to say Mandarin for the (laughs) Mavs outside of podcast. Come on, man! He just, oh man. I mean, Oscar Isaac doing his thing. Though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna knock him too much. Um, All I'm saying is, Stephen Grant and Mark Spector is hitting the same chip. Can't say the same for Biz and Optimus. <laughs> no, I, I'm not trying to hit his <laughs> I mean, it's Sophie cool and all that, but that's she not my type. That's not, that's not how I get down. Um, anyway, <laughs> I can't take myself seriously. I, I, <laughs> yeah, let's close this out. Um, <clears throat> signing off, man. Mind, uh, I was about to say it again because every time, because I'm not though. used to, I'm not used to saying signing off on here. I used, I say that on the Mind of Reese podcast. Take your time. Um, which, that's all right. Which, which came up <laughs> more than they gave Carlton exactly. as boy. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, me and Biz about to get up out of here, man. Um, we'll holler at y'all Monday for the game recap. Uh, hopefully it's a dub. Hopefully, you know, we can pull it away and not give the game away like we did today. Hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all weekend. Hope y'all have a good Monday. If you're getting back to work, if you're off, whatever, uh, don't go broke on sports betting. We'll holler at y'all Monday. Peace. Peace.